What's good? What's good? It's your boy Drake King live in the building. I got my man late like the chips in the building. You dig? Got my motherfucking Brock in the building. All day. Yeah, you know I'm saying we got a special guest in the building. We about to turn it up real quick. You know what I'm saying introduce yourself, big dog. Yeah, you already know Cameron Camo Nesbit. I'm over here in Vibeship TV. We about to get it cracking. Let's go. Let's go. Before you do that, what you tell them, bro? Oh, subscribe to Vibe Shit TV right now. Right you know now. All platforms Let's get it. Right now. Let's go. Purple rain. Purple rain. What's This gave me Mill Street vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thinking about them licks I hit, I had to. Thinking about the viewers here, I had you. Savage. Gonna roll it up, my nigga. Roll up, jump out the car, squeeze the trigger. Gonna roll it up, my nigga. Roll up, hop out the car, squeeze the trigger. I can hear the purple color. I can hear the purple color. I can hear the purple color. I can hear the Zanis coming. I can hear them perks coming. I can hear the words coming. I can hear the streets coming. I can hear the streets coming. Thinking about them licks I hit, I had to. Thinking about the viewers that I had you. Thinking about that cash like it's fast food. I'm thinking about this cash like it's fast food. I'm paying all my tithes, receiving bad news. Lord, forgive me for my sins, I know this cash rule. Everything around me turned to fast food. Standing in the cold, ain't got no blanket. These hoes always getting exposed, ain't got home training. And when I push up in their rows, and I'm still drinking. Went from standing over stoves to the tour bus. Stayed down ten toes, board the G5. So much yellow gold on me like a beehive. Started rocking ball mines like they Levi's. Overtime, the booth is like a gold mine. I served in Alabama like road time. I can hear the purple color. I can hear the perkins coming. I can hear the purple coming. I can hear the zanis coming. I can hear them perks coming. I can hear the words coming. I can hear the streets coming. I can hear the streets coming. Aquavina water got me glistening. When I whip that beamer, can't you picture me, Fuck you pussy niggas, ain't no sympathy. Niggas telling lies, they so feminine. I be selling pies, chasing M&Ms. Fuck a nine to five, get it out the gym. Push it legal, way we call it out the gym. Knock on my phone, take this murder on film. I need better thoughts, I need better vibes. Focus on the top and let my niggas slide. I need more advice and ain't got no time. Hustling, doing right, feel like I waited a lifetime. Weigh up both sides, cause your life ain't like mine. Pay me no mind, I ain't paying no fine. Everything I did was for my hood this whole time. I'm talking this whole time, for my hood this whole time. Gotta take advantage, gotta learn how to take advantage, dog. Stole a golf cart, I go and buy a ballpark. Drove a stolen car, now my car push start. I'm from the park, man, crib big like Walmart. I can hear the purple color. Hey. I can hear the purple color. Uh huh. 
Special guest in the building, man. Yo. Bad shit TV. We about to get in there. You know what I'm saying? Let's tell them where you from, bro. From Homewood, East Side. You already know. Seven's down. All day, all day. Let's talk about the beginning of this journey. Oh, how, you got, how you got into the art. Before, matter of fact, before the art. You know what I'm saying? How, how was your upbringing and everything? Upbringing. Um, you know, it was, you know, young black kid, you know, from Homewood, just trying to figure out other things to do. You know what I mean? We always did little extracurricular activities that, you know what I mean, kept us off the streets as much as possible, Boy Scouts, hoops, stuff like that. But um, I don't know, man. I feel like creativity was something that, you know, I always was around when I was younger. Like, all my homies, they could draw, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? They always creative athletes, like, every, just everything about them, you know what I mean? Just black kids in general are so, mm. so creative. You know, they have so many outlets to, to find a way. So I wouldn't say that... Um, I was too big of an artist, but I did art. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was, I was pretty decent at it. Right. You know what I mean? But um, originally, you know, I was pursuing basketball. Like I really just thought, thought I was finna hoop. You know what I mean? That's where I, I had my mind on. That's where you know what I mean I was practicing at the time, and like you know I think that was just like what was what we was doing at that age. You know, you get to high school, like ain't nobody really picking up no paintbrushes. You know, so right. right. That's just kind of what I was on. What position do you play, bro? I play forward. Oh yeah, you was getting it on. Forward or center, yeah. Did you, you was on dog. Did you have yeah. a specific team like you wanted to go to? You, if you got, you will. I mean, it lead? really didn't matter. Like I just was like, you know, what I mean, you you just try to crunch those numbers and make it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it's really hard to like try to to try to pinpoint a dream in that process, just because everything's so um, every day. You know, things yeah. are things are right. so situational. So. You know, I never really thought that deep into it, but I did want to, you know, play at some type of professional level. Okay. So there's no, there was no like quotas and numbers that you were thinking about me, and you were just like, man, I'm playing this whole. Yeah, out. yeah. You know, what I mean, other than yeah, that, yeah. you know, what I mean, like just maybe try. Yeah, you know I mean, I was just trying to get my degree. You know, what I mean, but yeah. like other than that, I'm just like, yo, I'm gonna just ball until I can do this. You know, what I mean, or until I can't do this. So like, that just was the the motive. You know, what I mean, around my earlier ages, like probably, I was like probably going real hard about it. Like probably like. From 16 and like 19, okay. you know what I mean, going stupid hard, right AAU, like you know what I mean, doing it all, like doing the recruitments, things like that. So how's the feeling for uh, like like just the ex about the AAU? What was the difference between the AAU and you doing like just regular basketball for for? You I'm, feel like it, it was more of a uh, I'm trying to think, not not that isn't competition wise, but more so like assertive, I, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I feel like AAU skill level is just really high. Yeah, you know I mean, so like, I feel like with any sport, like most teams play to their competition. Like, if the team's worse than the other team, they're gonna play to the the, the better team's competition, or the better team's gonna play to the worst team's competition. So, okay, AAU was such a fast pace, like anybody can win sort of situation. Like, it was more like 
I want to say it's like playing for you, but you're not. Like you still try and win. You know what I mean, young right. one? But like everything's so much based on. It's like a combine game. Mm. You know what I mean? Like okay. everything's so based on what you're doing individually, <coughs> instead of just a team effort. You know what I mean? Like when you're playing regulation ball, like right. hey, you you trying to get these this specific rock off you know what i mean yeah, like, right. like you need to get a double double or you need to win mm. these three games to get to this tournament like it was like very strategic amongst like getting your rocks off and with you getting your rocks off that's how the team won okay instead of it being like in regulation like oh we running plays we doing this we running presses that like we had that but like it was more like Hey, if, if if bro get his rocks off on the point, I get my rocks off in the center. We got the shooting guard killing like like we gonna win regardless. We gonna make sure that so so it kept you, know you on your toes. Yeah, it was it was very situational. It was very fast paced. You know what I mean? Like it was. I liked it better. I liked the AU ball probably the most out of all of the ball I played. I used to mm -hmm. play down at Mellon, bro. I used to play that like uh, there's a older cat, Coach J. He used to coach. Oh yeah, I had Coach J. Yeah, bro. He would bring the squad down. And uh, like if they lost, his squad lost that he brought down, they would have to run laps. But what you just said, I was like, man, that's crazy. It's like that because it seemed like, well, at least when I played on my melon, they was disciplined like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Like they was running plays. Uh, I mean, like he wasn't like running like real world plays, but like they were like, it, it was like, yeah, it was structured mm -hmm. for sure. And it was, they was in sync. And like niggas was, nigga, I was all right, but I was like, damn, nigga, like, these niggas, I'm thinking we up three, and then next thing I know, nigga, we done lost the game and shit. Yeah. We on the bench. I'm like, oh damn, bro, these niggas are just too mm -hmm. good. But that structure is like, I, you could tell, like, I, I saw the structure and how, you know, going to a, you know, playing for AAU squad versus just being out there just hooping. You know, right, man? right. The structure was just there. So, yeah, I, I seen the difference when I played, you know, against the squads that came from that type of, you know. That learning environment, bro. Mm -hmm. What inspired you to really like hoop in the beginning? Um, I want to say my dad. You know, you know, R.I.P. Pops, but you know, um, definitely my condolences. My, too, bro. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Sure. But um, you know, my dad, he he balled. Like you know, what I mean, he was a Bayside baller. Like my dad went to Cheney. Um, he played overseas in Italy. You know, a couple oh, B squads. Like That's like my dad was a baller. You know what I mean? So um, and my uh, my granddad's Wilson Washington. He played for the Sixers for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, okay. So it's in the blood. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so like, it was, it was yeah, it was, was just something, something was, gonna something was going on, you know, it just yeah. something that like, once you did touch the ball, like it was like that. Cause like, I will say I was a late bloomer. Like I can't sit here and say okay. I played ball my whole life. Like I didn't really get into it until like my homies, like in middle school and stuff. Uh, okay. He was really like, so you know, yeah, yeah, like okay. I kind of got like a Tim Duncan story. I like played like real late, like yeah. ninth, 10th grade is when but I really was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm left-handed. So like oh, yeah. once I, I got everything down. Yeah. I was like, oh, all right, y'all no, can't. You, was on dog. you can't do nothing with this left. You right, know what right. I mean? So, like, I'm mm -hmm. just going to keep killing you with the left. By the right. time you stop me, I got 30. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's like, it was it was, it was like that type of game. was coming on that left yeah. side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was real physical. I was mm, super okay. physical. Like, I'm going to give you a move. I'm going to give you a shoulder. I'm going to pump fake, make <laughs> you jump. I'm going to finish and one. I'm going to just have you hot. Couldn't shoot foul shots like that, though. You already know everybody that played at me knew that. Like, <laughs> if I was shooting foul shots, I would've, if I would have made my foul shots, I would have done D1. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it was that crazy, like, for sure. For that's sure. crazy. All right, that's what's up, though. So who's your favorite player out of size, your dad? Um, as far as, like, the game, I got I got to say LeBron, bro. I just have to just because I feel yeah. like, you know, I feel like he's literally, like, 
the epitome of what you would want as a end result as an NBA player. You know what I mean? We could always say, oh, there's this many rings. Oh, Jordan. But that's what makes Jordan Jordan. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Kobe, that's what made Kobe Kobe. But how Braun played, that's what made the game the game what it is today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and not saying that Jordan or Kobe didn't do that, but I think Braun has opened up a lot of different options for a young black man in the league. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? So, like, that's that's where I see it at. What was your analogy when we was talking about it? Oh, oh, like, oh, so it's like Jordan. Jordan's the template, you know what I mean? But Kobe's the blueprint, mm-hmm. and then Braun's the dream, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So they all they all got to, you know, happen to walk. But, like, that's just what I see in Braun. He got mm-hmm. to see the beauty of Jordan and Kobe, you know what uh-huh. I mean? So that just made him such a – Great player. Different player, you know what I mean? Like, he's just so di- he's just so much more different than them with similar accolades, you know? So, right. Right. I can could, I could handle that so as him being. There's a little bit of Kobe, you see a little bit of Kobe and Jordan in LeBron. Yeah, for sure. The only thing Bron don't got is that killer instinct. Yeah. He okay. just, both they both had that. Yeah. That, like, just eye to tiger, like, killer yeah. mamba That's mentality. That's crazy that I don't, you see Bron that, don't, too. Bron don't got it in him. You know, Bron's a great, great player, player that. but he don't, he's not a killer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they was not. dogs on the court. Yeah, like it was certain things they would say to people, how they act off the court. Like LeBron's like, he's he's the hometown hero. He's the neighborhood kid. Like yeah. it works for him. That's who he really is. I don't I don't take that away from that man. You know what yeah. I mean? But like there was just something about Kobe and and, and Jordan. Like you would, I remember um not the my phone. Go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying you would just hear stories about them. Like they would just do stuff you really wouldn't see yeah. Braun ever do. You know what I mean? Like, right. But you'd be like, yo, Jordan and Kobe would have did that. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was some, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I seen a little clip of, um, what's the girl's Tatiana Taylor? What's her best, what's her dude's name? That, talking about Shumper. Yeah. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. talking about Shumper. So he, he was Shumper. talking about how he was playing against Kobe. He said they was down like something like 20 or 30 points. Like, and it was like short time. And like, he said, bro, it was like, it was like close. He said, damn, he said, he said, man, he said, we got y'all down. He said, Kobe's like, all right. Eat him with a good job. Good mm-hmm. job. He'll be, he'll be like, good he game. Said, he said, the good game's game, not even dying. <laughs> so he said, bro, he done hit it off the backboard and did all this shit. And he said, bro, he said, he said, what is he on? Uh-huh. I'm like, see, bro, it's a different type of breed. He could just turn it on. You know what I mean? It, it was just something that. Kobe could always turn it on, and there's things that you could hear about Jordan. They said Jordan never turned it off. So, you know what I mean? They had different different things. Like, Kobe was more of a reaction-based person. Jordan was just like that, like, to a point where he was almost making stuff up. (laughs) You know what I mean? He was just like that. Like, he just couldn't help it. Like, Uh Uh, even Jordan. He's gifted with the rock, bro. You you, couple that with his mindset, bro. He's unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody in, which is why a lot of people, you know, they didn't get no rings, bro. Yeah. Like after, bro, you, nobody was winning. Yeah, I mean, if I can, if I can break you down mentally in basketball, yeah. I will win. Absolutely. You know what I mean, if That's I can instill absolute fear that you're gonna lose the game, you're mm-hmm. gonna lose. Yeah. No, no matter how hard you play, you know what I mean. That's just how Jordan came. Like he's like, no matter what. You think you finna win about this game? I'm gonna take the air out of that ball every time, uh-huh. even when you lose. I'm like, you just gonna know, like, 
man, we barely got that. Like, Fresh. I don't even know how we won that game. Right. And you know we got to play them again. Mm -hmm. Right, right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that ain't no good feeling, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not no good feeling. And just to not, yeah, I mean, go too far on basketball, <laughs> that topic, but just saying that, bro, because like you said, Jordan definitely had that dog because he did it to KG. KG said, bro, we, I was crushing it, crushing it. He said, yeah, I'm killing you. Like, you know what I mean? Talking mm -hmm. all that shit. He said, Jordan was like, he said, by like the four days, he said, he came out to the difficult the bench, like, he said, yo, he said, man, he young, bro, he don't know. Like, he's young. He, like, he don't know, like, he was young in the league, but he was mm -hmm. like, bro, he said he had them boys burnt out on there, like, because it's like, bro, it's different dogs in the league, it's just for any sport, but yeah. For sure. So, you coming that dog in that sport, <clears throat> what led you to, you know, the artistry part? What was your transition? Um, your transition? It, was, it was extremely accidental. You know what I mean? Like, I was already in school, um, you know, at Mercyhurst, just putting hair, you know what I mean, playing ball, like, kind of just living my, my athlete hustle, you know what I mean, student athlete hustle life. Like, right. And um, <coughs> I ended up getting hurt my sophomore year. I was bowed in the face, suffered a severe concussion, and just couldn't pass concussion protocol, like, pr protocol anymore. Like, so, mm. you know, it was a wrap. Like, I didn't really suffer anything too crazy but like it just my reaction time just wasn't like up to par you right, know what i mean right. so um you know i just started messing with my i always kind of painted my shoes like i kind of it's funny i kind of got clowned in in high school like a lot of people was receptive to it but it was just like what like you know what i mean like what's, what's he on like why is he doing that like right, right so you know i just brought it back at the time i was just painting my shoes like you know doing a little art therapy and just trying to you know, just test my mind. You know what I mean? Like, I just always mm -hmm. been a person that tested my mind. Like, okay, well, I know you can do this. Like, what do you think you can't do? And if it's in your reach, try it. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. um, I just started doing that, and I came home. I want to say I came home about 2015, and as we know, around that time, like, it's, like, kind of sneaker culture, sneaker cons, this, that, and the third. And, um, it started, like, taking off a little bit more. Yeah, it was, like, you know, kind of, like, um, well, yeah, it was kind of like mainstream at the point. So mm -hmm. I started traveling around, you know what I mean? Got a couple opportunities to be in some competitions. And, um, you know, I've just been taking off ever since with that. Like, just seeing that type of exposure, seeing that type of rank or where you can go and, you know, just thinking bigger <coughs> than where I've already been. Was so it that, was it a ad opener altogether? Oh, like, yeah, for you sure. Seen, like, just certain stuff, just knowing that dag, like, my hands got me here. Yeah, and, I mean, i never seen anything like that. And, like, I mean, it's... Artists are different, you know what I mean? Like, they're just, like, it's not a competitive field, you know what I mean? So, like, once I figure it out that, like, oh, all I got to do, if you like, excuse me, if you like this custom right here, mm -hmm. all I got to do is do better than the last custom I did, mm -hmm. and I can keep my buzz, like, so bet. Like, I just start competing with myself. Mm -hmm. So, like, once I start That's competing all. with my, my visuals, I'm like, all right, well, how many shoes can I do in a week? Or how many shoes can I do in a day? So, like... I had my own little thing going on, this like mental competition with myself. And meanwhile, I'm like steamrolling the game. You know what I mean? Like it's like he's perpetuating the game. Like I'm doing like the Dragon Ball Z customs. Like, oh, that's you know, fair. Like what, you, just, what you do for DBZ? I'm a, I'm a big yeah, fan. Yeah, <laughs> so like I was, I was, I was just like going, um, I was doing like cell fives, like just different. Um, I did like a Goku Hirachi and actually the cell five, Chris Brown had actually, you know, acknowledged and, you know, had a pair of them joints. So like <sighs> it was, it was like very fast. Like, you know, Chris Brown said he had just like commented on my joint and like 
instantly I had like six thousand followers within twenty four yeah. hours. That's yeah. You know what I mean? It was it was like it was crazy. Like I had to turn Instagram on. <laughs> like it was like, and you know I had already had like not like no stupid buzz, but I think I was already at like maybe like 7k or something like that so after this it like went to like 12 13. Oh, yeah. so like you know and this is like 2016 so it's like oh this is booming you know what i mean right, like right, right. like what's going on so like after that like you know i just was addicted bro like i was just like oh like you can exponentially grow out here and i don't gotta answer to like a coach or I don't got to wait till the next game or the next season or, you know, I can practice when I want. So like I was already so conditioned one way, like I was able to use the same conditioning, but like play it way more loosely because it was creativity. Mm. That's hard. So let me ask you, how many, so how many years has it been since uh, the, the concussion? Oh, uh, that happened in 2012. So we working on almost oh, 11, years. 11 years. 11 mm-hmm. years. So, yeah. so you would say, so if you were, so let's say you were playing ball like right now, you're, you would think, you, you would you be, or you, would your hands be where they need to be to play? If I didn't get hurt? No, I'm saying after, so since you've gotten hurt and you decided, let's just say you didn't decide to go in the, the alternate route. Mm-hmm. That you went and you decided to keep playing ball. Do you think at this point now, eleven years later, you your sharpness would be back? Um, I would say yeah, but I think the I think the issue was taking another hit. Um, you know what I mean? Like for, I think for you personally, yeah. Like I think okay. that was like everybody's concern was just like, you know, like. Yeah, it's not like you're getting hit in the face or that, but I had such a physical game. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like I'm bowing people, and you know what I mean. So it's like I didn't. You might get bowed, yeah, I didn't feel no type of way about the bow because that's how I play. It's just the way how it hit me. Like it was yeah, just detrimental. Perfect. You know what perfect. I mean? So sharpness. Yeah, I think I'm the sharpest ever. But like as far as like would I play? Like you know, I I just even without even without the art, I've. Once I got once I got hurt and got cut and everything, like I just figured out my body was worth way more than what they was gonna put out. Right. You know, mm. so like it just wasn't it would never be worth it to me again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I guess that's like my answer to that. Okay. Really realized that what was going on is like, hey man, if I'm going to go back out there, I could be risking my life. Yeah, literally. And it's like I can draw and not risk my life and do these customs and make this money. Without having to do none of that, right? So it's you like what risk? Option. Yeah, like what risk are you willing to take? You always yeah. gotta make a risk to be to be great. But I'm like, yeah, like, am yeah. I? Do I want to do something that I'll do for ten years, or am I gonna do something that I can easily do for fifty? Right. You know what I mean? Like, but if I do this thing for ten, it could take all fifty away from me. Right. But if I do this thing for fifty, all I can do is gain. So that resonates longevity. Longevity. He thought so about that heavily. The probability of that type of injury you had or getting another concussion in basketball because i because i the reason i'm asking because i don't think when i when you say basketball i don't really see basketball as that much of a physical sport no don't get me wrong i know there's physical guys Mm -hmm. out there and you know i've took an elbow or two not to your to that extent you took but so that's why i'm like you know you know it's it's unique it's unique and you know interesting that you say that you wouldn't go back 
you know, both, yeah, most I mean, guys would. They were like, oh, that's just a. Mm-mm. My uh, style of play, like, is. is my style of play is obsolete, all of that. Like, there's no physical bigs or, like, people, like, yeah. look at Zion right now. He, all he's doing is running and dunking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People's getting out the way. Like, we was banging. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we, yeah. you know, we she learned how to like bang from Dewan Blair. Like, right. so it's like. You throwing people over our shoulders, we banging down there. Shoulder so like, knees in your back. The, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the like the 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 Draymond Greens when he was yeah. playing in college, like Flash. we was banging like that. Like uh, so it's okay. like okay. the game just like so kind of changed. Different. And yeah. that was all I was really worth, to be honest. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's the type of player I was. So yeah. once the game switched, yeah, yeah, like once the game switched and started threes and stuff, like I just I didn't like it anymore. So like, that's what they expected from you? Like from after the fact? Yeah, no, no. I mean, like, uh, yeah. When you was playing, in the, the, was they they wanted that type of physicality from you? Oh yeah, that's why I was recruited. Wow. You get recruited okay. for a reason. I see that. You know what okay. I mean? Like you, yeah, you're a piece to down. a certain puzzle. Yeah. So like, you know, I came off the bench. I was six man, but like, I was a catalyst. I would just stir it up. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. coming in. I'm quick on my feet. I'm left handed. Like I'm a physical. Yeah, 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 but like okay. you're just like I don't really know what he's on like i don't know if he's here to score i don't know if he's here to, to yeah. be on assignment like okay. but he can do a little bit of like well, he'll he'll give us 40 if yeah. we let him you know Somebody what i mean but like, caught width of your talent and yeah like, yeah cultivated yeah it. yeah like with that left hand they're like oh i know what i can do yeah, him. yeah. You know like saying? you said yeah. like a draymond green because like mm-hmm. yeah. when i first seen draymond green i'm like oh yeah this nigga's just a, a brute but like he was talent like he can hoop like yeah. he's talented yeah. but like like you said he for Golden State, he's what he's the Rodman. Yeah, he Golden bangs State. it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You That's need somebody did. that bangs yeah. it up. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I'm that. sorry, I'm gonna like say this now. Yeah. Only Rodman is Rodman. Yeah, Rodman. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. I get what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. He's the piece of the puzzle. I get what you're saying, bro. For sure. I just had to say that though. Only Rodman is Rodman, man. That's crazy. Jordan had to call him from a. He was over there. In the playoffs, in Vegas, in, in Vegas, Vegas, tripping, yeah, tripping like balls, control, <laughs> taking bro. taking shots and shookers or whatever he called like, it. Man, call your life. boy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> who was he, he with at that time? He was with Carmen, Carmen Electra. Yeah, that's who he was bro. with. Yeah, like these niggas over here playing real games now, nigga. Regular season games. Yes, it's over there. And, <laughs> and he came back. And, and he came back to practice in his pajamas. <laughs> he came bro. back. Turn. He was wrestling. Facts. He was doing yeah, all types doing, of stuff. I remember they had that out in the media for real. They, he's in NWO uh, He got it. They had even the media for that shit. Yeah, he's a rapper. The thing about it is, it's just you get to a certain point at their ages where you got sweet and had it all and then did it all. The motherfuckers gonna give a fuck at a certain point. Yeah, they gonna do whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, but, yeah, fuck that shit. It's even right. Phil knew. Yeah, yeah. yeah Phil definitely they knew. Definitely knew. So he's gonna do what he wants to do. Hell yeah. So you now in the artistry. What's one of your first projects that you know, was a big project that you accomplished? Um, I want to say, like, because I, I do a lot. Of, I, I got a lot of numbers. You know what I mean? Like, I've done a lot of projects. But I want to say, like, my first project that really helped steamroll my career was the Homewood Art Walk, which is a series of nine murals and mm-hmm. um, Homewood, you know, that I cultivated during the pandemic. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we just placed and beautified Homewood as a space to provide a tour or an idea of, you know, an innovation homewood or a beautified homewood. So, um, you know, it, it, a lot of stuff was going on as well. Like, um, you know, the o- Oasis Fish Farmery, the Bible Center, you know, the shop, uh, Neighborhood Allies, Operation Better Block, you know, shout out to all of them. There was a lot of stuff mm. incubating at Homewood at the time. So um, 
I think it perpetuated all of those organizations and programs, you know, West House High School as well, into a better tomorrow, which we are where we're in today. So, you know, I, I take a lot of, um, you know, pride and um, acceptance in that project just because it like really cultivated the place and, and bettered the place where I'm from. Mm-hmm. It's bringing out uh, a wider range, not not just like for the art, not just for your audience, but for everybody as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's one thing I could say when I went to Cali and I just we sat. Bro, swear we just went on Melrose and we just was just literally looking at all the murals they had for Kobe, for uh, mm-hmm. Nipsey, and just all the art that they just had in general. I'm like, this is insane. Like, just to be able to feel the energy off of the art. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's so, wall to wall over there. Bro, crazy. Wall to wall. You know what I mean? So, I'm happy that you was able to put that stamp into Pittsburgh as a whole. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's well needed, bro. Like, I know we got a decent amount of artists, but to hear about it and to hear about the experience that you got from it, like, it's, it's different. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Authentic. So, and also, like, how many projects out of your career you have done? Um, Quick rundown of his shoes. I've done over 2,000. Uh, 2,000? Yeah. <laughs> Canvases, I have over 150. Two. Um, I lose count. Like, I have a certain milestone that I lose count, you know? <laughs> but, um... Murals, I have 353 actively right now mm. um, in four years. So, like, you know, we just been moving and doing smaller projects to bigger projects. So, um, you know, those are the, the things that I've been working on. And, um, you know, just trying to build those high numbers. Like, I just always seen it as, like I said, I'm, I'm competing with myself. So I, I found out that, like, you know, over the past three years, I've been averaging 55 projects a year. So, like, you know what I mean? I'm trying to figure out, like, how can I cultivate more projects because some of the projects it'll be like maybe like 10 mini murals in one project you know what i mean mm. or something like that so it's mm-hmm. like how do, how can i do this more and like i don't do it in a selfish way because if i can do more eventually i'll be able to give all mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's like i want to cultivate a journey and a path to where i did it such a way that people want others to just follow that way and it'll be fruitful for them in the same way mm-hmm. you want to be the blueprint yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I'm willing to do that. You know what I mean? Right. Like a lot of people want certain things, but I'm willing to be the the, the fix, you know, the start of the fix. Like I, I understand there's something wrong. You got to be a part of the foundation to build it up. You know what I mean? For sure. Facts. There's no need to just overshoot it. Facts. You know what I mean? Because I don't got nothing to fall on. Mm. Let me ask you two questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you said uh, a mural, a canvas, and shoes. Like, What's the first of all? The first question is: What's the difference between a mural and a canvas? Um, so a canvas is installation based. It's like on a a canvas, uh, normally a wrapped canvas, which is on wood. Mm-hmm. So those come in different sizes, like how you guys have them around in the studio. Like, um, they come in you know all different geometrical sizes of squares and um, rectangles. Some are circles, triangles, but those are that's canvas work. It's um. Those are more more gallery and art show based. Right. Okay. Um, they have a different lifeline. Like canvases are, um, you know, eternal. They they live forever. They're they're you know they don't have any shelf life or anything unless you destroy them. Right. Um, whereas a mural, you know, murals have actual expiration dates. You know, like as far as the wear and tear, business modules, different things like that. So it's a different energy behind a mural because they have life, because they have depth. Mm. You know. That's something deep in the art right there. You just said they have life and they have death. So you treat it as such. Mm-hmm. 
That's hard. So it's like you birth it. Mm -hmm. And then you watch it live. You know what I mean? Like, cause it, it changes. Like they'll, it'll, it'll, it'll wear, it'll tear, like it'll change color, like all types of stuff. Like some stand really strong for years. You know what I mean? Like some you did with a different medium, you know, some you did with a different um, supply chain of materials as far as like your equipment. Right. So like they all are different. It's like, you know, like it's like creating with, with, different partners you know what mm-hmm. i mean like it's like they're all different you know what i mean like you do it there, none of my murals look or feel the same mm. you know they're all different but you can tell they're from me like somebody could be like oh yeah that's a camel mural like somebody could be like oh that's one of lace kids mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's like it's funny you saying that like, that's really how they be like too. it's like, like you only know until you see them but then you be like yeah that's a lake <laughs> kid you know what i mean like so it's like that's how that's how that's the difference between the two yeah. mm. my second question um What's the, what's your proudest or would you say your most uh, exciting mural and what's your most exciting canvas that you've done? Um, I think for both of those questions, I think this is both my recent works. Um, I think Untitled, my Virgil, um, my Virgil uh, memorial piece. Mm. I think that was like one of my favorite canvases because I actually. Look at the Virgil. As an artist, yeah, Heavy. yeah, like just you know, just as a black man, like just yeah, to be able yeah. to like come see and conquer and leave, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, even even with his unfortunate short death, like that In man came, saw, and conquered and like left nothing behind, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I just look at myself like that as just you know, coming, you know, seeing and then conquering, and it's like, you know, I want to be on a point where it's like I don't feel I missed something. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I think that was like one of my cre- my favorite pieces. Also, like I sat on it for a year. I cultivated the idea um, in 2021. Mm. And I had did the sketch and like filled it in and I just kind of sat on it. Like, I don't know, I got bored with her. And then I came back to it with my talents different. I'm like, yeah. oh, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you, you you're a little different with this. You know what I mean? Like, all right, all right. Shocked yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So, um. And then, you know, um, shout out to Nikki P. You know, um, you can shop the hoodie right now at peacebewithyou.com. Um, we actually dropped the hoodie for it. So, um, you know, check that out. Like, it's they're all custom made. They're all, you know, got my hand on it. They all have come with a certificate of authenticity. We're only making 80 of them. We sold about 30. So, you know, hop on it. Precious. You working, so I know you in competition with yourself. You created a lot of murals in the shoes. Did you ever see yourself working with like? I know you know hard on your sleeve. Mm-hmm. You ever think about like working with somebody like him or like you a you dig or yeah, somebody yeah. just to like collab and just see what type of project y'all just birth out of? Something? For sure, yeah. Like you know, we both them brands. You know, shout out to you know shout out to both those brands because I fuck with them heavy. Um, but we've already talked about doing different collab stuff and, and what's going on. But my whole thing about doing the collabs is I'm always down, but like, I always want to use my platform for the better of my collaborator. You know what I mean? Like, it's not really about me because like, you know, I just, I just know what type of perpetuation that I got going on. So I always just wait for like the best moment to do it with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's always never the the moment that we come to think about it. Like, it's always like a, Hey, bro, here it go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then that collective consciousness come in, and that's when we work. Like, that's even how the Nikki P, um, you know, the Camo Custom Peace Put You With You collab came with the hoodie. Like, it was just like a, 
the right time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was it was effortless. So like you know I do, I like to do play labs effortless, but it ran its course. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? That so makes like, sense. You know, like shout out to all the brands in the city. Like I'm I'm definitely willing to work with everyone. That's why I'm not even um, pressed on you know leaving the city or searching outside the city for work, just because I know that's what's needed is that type of collaboration in connection. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you know I'm down. You could definitely. Um, You'll definitely spot one of them. You'll definitely spot at least one or two local collabs this year for sure. Yeah, say less. For sure. Most definitely, most definitely. Before you say that, we already had that talk, so we want to get these jeans in motion, bro. Yeah, yeah, Fresh. yeah. I'm, I'm down, bro. Like, I'm here. I'm down. Like, I want to see stuff. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a fly nigga, so I want to wear it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want especially if it's clothes. I'm a collab in clothes. Like, I'm definitely trying to get some pieces just so I could... Be at the be on the, be at the airport or you know be in another city be in another state and people just be showing the way I dress love so like when I be like yeah these is my homies from the city you know they from where I'm from like you know what I mean they be instantly ready to shop instantly ready to show love so yeah I mean the love is reciprocated through my yeah. collaborators so I want to make sure that that's always the case no facts so, remind me of Rome uh, House of Van he be going crazy bro one good homie of mine I went to Man, school with Rome he be going crazy every Shout time out to I see him as soon as he do put something on the story I be like Put my eyes up. So you saying that you doing commissions right now? <laughs> yeah, he's a beast. Rum always been creative like that, man. Even since we was in high school, like he just mm. always had like a something to him, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he was like that. Mm. Okay, so what's your like future goals as far as like in the next five years? Where you trying to see yourself at? Um, I mean, first alive. Yeah, you know I mean, like, of like definitely trying to keep it, you know, keep it sacred, keep it. Um, protect it and you know do the right things for that but um I think in my next five years I'm, I'm going to be in a, a educator role you know I think this is just like my educator era and to just help out and reach back and like benefit off of being an educator you know what I mean like I think I could easily benefit benefit off of the game and, and to be a painter and to be a muralist like but like to benefit off being an educator and went off so you not just you know financially but went off you know getting others ready for what I got going on or something similar that what they want. Like, I think that's the ultimate like win. A, so you like a mentorship. Yep. And you want a mentor. Mm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. They say, okay. They say that's the, uh, that's the best way to, you know, to, as for any person with a business, um, it's not about, you know, how much revenue you yourself can bring in. It's about being able to duplicate mm-hmm. what you do. Can you teach it? Can you know what I mean? Like it's, that is it's what you're doing teachable. Every business. You know what I mean? It has to be teachable. Yeah, for I feel success, like that's bro. when you mastered it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like when you got to a point where you're like, oh, I know how to do this. I can teach it. Yeah. I feel like I got mm-hmm. I feel like I'm at that point too with myself. Like I done mastered my skill. I know exactly what to do and how to do it. It's just like now I want to teach it. Just give it out. Mm-hmm. Sell it to some people. Like here, yo, I can show you how to do this, but I get it. Like a business owner is just a person that solves problems. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, what problems are you solving? Well, you could just stick to that instead of all the other logistics of the business. And because um, that's basically what you're saying. And like what I hear from you is like, hey, I'm the teacher. And you're like, I want to solve the problem with helping people. Make it so easy for them to be able to duplicate what you do mm-hmm. as a blueprint and be like, bro, this is easy. Because like that's how you really like cultivate like a uh, – your own audience, your own congregation of people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, yo, uh, he taught me how to really actually do this step by step. And it worked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to teach stuff that work. I feel like, you know what I mean? A lot of people be out here teaching, but it's like, 
does this work for the masses? Or like, does this work for the masses uh, that looks like us? Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's, there's, you know how many little black kids out here like me that is all right at art, but just ain't do it because it, it just wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't it. You know what I mean? But if there's somebody like sparking that interest early mm-hmm. and like believing in them, mm-hmm. and you know, they'll believe in themselves and like, we don't know what we'll get. Yeah, you're so right because my uh, mentor, Eric Thomas, said, I was playing the violin. He said, but nobody was giving me affirmations in the hood to give me confirmation that I should be able to do this more. So my dream was cut off early. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, I became a motivational speaker and I became the best because I seen Michael Max, I seen Martin Luther King do it. I mean, this is a man in his 50s, so he's seen a lot of stuff back then. It was just like, what really motivated him to do what he do now, but he's like, or you never know. I could have been playing the violin. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, and I thought about that. Like, damn, I used to play the piano when I was a kid. I used to be doing karate when I was a kid. It was like, yeah. but if you had stuck to something long enough, you that's what you would have been doing. Right, but, that's it. But I feel like for your craft, it was birthed out of something like, hey, I got to find something that I really love to do. Mm-hmm. And that was something that you fell in love with. Like, you know what I mean? All the, you can almost say like, that's like your therapy, right? Right, yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. an escape. Like, it, it got me through a lot of hard times knowing, uh, you know, my injury and stuff. But then, like, it it was a therapy of me working on who I, like, you get to figure out who you are as a person when mm-hmm. you're passionate about what you do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like I say things all the time. Like, you know, I say this, this, this saying all the time. You know, if you ask somebody, you know, who they are, they're going to tell you what they do. Mm-hmm. But, like, I learned how to tell people who I am. You know what I mean? And what I do. Right. You know, so like through, you know, the art. So I think that was like a, a superior benefit from it. Yeah, because that's a wake up call. Because a lot of people don't, unfortunately, don't know who they are because they didn't get the chance to either grasp it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it it I'm, takes time. Bro, I'm learning it right now. Just. It, it takes a certain type of tender time, you know, with yourself, a certain mm-hmm. caring time, you know, so like. It's a very mindful thing to do. So like I that's why I always say that, because you know, I don't I don't you know, I'm not a person that's judgmental or say I don't like, but like, you know, sometimes it hurts my feelings when people say what they do. Cause I'm like, but I asked you who you are. Like Fresh. I'm I'm interested in who you are as a mm-hmm. person, you know, not what you're presenting to me as a business owner or as a student or as a worker, you know, whatever it is. It's like, no, you are somebody. You know what I mean? You're like more outside than that. of that, like you're somebody. Like mm-hmm. you, you're a mother, a provider. You know, what I mean? you, whatever it is, like you, yeah. you are somebody. So like, that's just why I always hit that angle, like, like in in that, you know, in that way. And you, would you say that you pride yourself on, you know, knowing who you are because you found who you really are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I'm saying. It's and important. I feel like when you find, and I feel like just a person, like you said. It's a personal time when you sit by yourself. And I feel like any one person that can't really sit by themselves and really just be quiet in a quiet place, they ain't really they don't really know who they really is. Mm-hmm. It's like if if you if you could tell me that you're able to sit there for hours by yourself, like, you know what I mean? I mean mm-hmm. he know who he is. Like that I mean, he chose to chose and chose to, to think about what he wanted to think through. about, you yeah, know, or what like, she wanted to think about. Because most people just moving around and they not really like sitting back and be like, until something happened mm-hmm. that makes them stop. Exactly. But there's some people that can just stop and mm-hmm. be like, Yo, I'm about to be over here by myself. Mm-hmm. I ain't about to deal with nobody. You know what I'm saying? But there's some people that just be like, they can't stop from moving. They're just talking. They're just moving and moving. Until some shit happened, then they slow down, and that'd be like their wake up call. Right. Some they, people can only yeah. react off reactions. You right. know what I mean? Like, people are reactional people, but if you're somebody that can 
one control mm-hmm. your reactions and control your actions, then you can literally you literally control the room. Mm-hmm. That's what they say, control the room. But it's like you can only control the room if you control yourself. Nice. You know what I mean? It's not about controlling the people in the room. Control, you it's controlling room. yourself so you control nice. the room. You know what I mean? Like And I believe that firmly from just from, you know, my meditation guy. You know what I mean? Just like the inner you. Like you really gotta go inside that person to really find out what that is about because on the outside these things decay. But mm-hmm. in the inside, it's like that's forever young. That's forever God to me because it's just personally just saying that because if you look at an elderly person, they got this still childish person in there. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So yep. it's like that soul in there is always going to be youthful. Yeah. It's just it's the body. Infinite, that, yeah, it's, it's an infinite, infinite youthful thing. joint, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like knowing that person is like, yeah, you just got to get to that original child because I was just looking at my son and just saying to myself like, this is who we supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That laughing, giggling, moving mm-hmm. around, whining mm-hmm. sometimes, happy sometimes. That's what life's about. He's just having all these experiences. He's not worrying about days. He's not worrying about time. Mm-hmm. He ain't worrying about none of these things. It's the things that would incorporate it to us and made us pre-domesticated to this world. So once you get to a certain age, I feel like you just got to relearn everything mm-hmm. of your human nature of just being that child inner you of knowing that's the child that was creator. That mm-hmm. was a child that was not afraid. That's the child that's willing to live any experience that comes from for the day. Mm-hmm. They ain't thinking about like, hey, I gotta do this. They, you know what I'm saying? Even though, but those when you get older, you gotta do this, you gotta do mm-hmm. that, you gotta do this. Mm-hmm. Now you forgot about who you is. Mm-hmm. That child. You lose like, that sight. Yep. Yeah, you lose that sight because they gave you all this other stuff that you, so you're not able to be you, you pretending to be what the world told you you had to be. Mm-hmm. You you're know, pushing what an adult is. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, this is what an adult, this is how an adult's supposed to be. An adult is a terminology, you know what I mean? Like, it that's is. a label, it's a title, you it know? Is. It's not, like, something you embody. Right. Mm, that's real deep that you say that. Yeah. Mm. That's the whole world. Everything's a title. You know, it's and a that, title. So crazy, because the guru said there's a certain type of meditation that it's a deeper, higher meditation that they have to go through a practice of ridding themselves of all titles, meaning I'm not this, I'm not this. So I can't say I'm an entrepreneur. I can't say I'm this. I can't. So they got to disassociate themselves with all the titles, yeah, and that's mm-hmm. a hard thing to do because your con- your man is so mm-hmm. wired to he's this and she's that and I'm hot and this is that. Like you're saying so mm-hmm. many different things that you don't even realize until you start thinking about what the things that you say. Like, man, I'm trying to get my I'm trying to get this money. Like hell, mm-hmm. like what does that mean? Like yeah, I mean for real, for real. When you start right. asking the question, like what does that really mean? Like man, it's hot as hell. Like, have you been to hell? Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, would you be able to say that if it was hot as hell? Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you might be like, no, it's extremely hell. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but them concepts and words that we use, we don't, we're identifying ourselves with stuff that's not really real. Mm-hmm. And that's the, it's the misconception of what, who are you really, who you really are until you really sit down with you. Like you say, you got to be by yourself too, because when it comes down to it, somebody will try to tell you who you are. Yep. And I think, once you hear that and you be like, that's not me, it, it makes, it, it's a game changer just for you mentally. Like, I remember, mm-hmm. I, I, I've been hearing it since I had, like, since a kid. Like, even with you balling, oh, he's big, he should be playing ball. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Or uh, because of how black I am, I gotta be from the hood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't like anime, I can't like Pokemon. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or Titles. when it come down to me wanting to be, uh, a videographer 
oh yeah, you can't do that just because you got a phone. Or bro, I, I didn't, I didn't hurt at all. Like, and I'd be like, right. dang, like I remember me doing like hood to hood videos in like 2010, of just like just me being in a trap. You feel me? Like they on YouTube now, but it's just like I didn't do that because I wanted to do something for the hood. I did that because I wanted to be a videographer. Mm -hmm. Same with doing flyers. You know what I'm saying? I remember I used to do flyers for people that uh, used to run the church. So I think he was the uh, the pastor or something like that, and I would do his flyers, bro. In the middle of still trapping, That's but crazy. doing flyers. You feel yep. what I'm saying? Right. So, but it would just be crazy to like when I be hearing people. Oh, I know Lay from this. I know Lay from this. Y'all know me from a period of time in my life, but y'all don't know who I am. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like you said, if you if you don't if you don't find yourself, you'll never figure it out when somebody says it to you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like so. It's definitely well needed, even for kids like at a young age. Like, you're not gonna figure it all out in one day. Hell no. Like, don't mm -hmm. don't ever forget that. But understand that you gotta enjoy the journey of learning yourself. It's the most important one. Facts. So for the youngest, you know what I'm saying out here with the art. What's her name? That's in a group, Fidelis. Fidelis, yeah. She wanted to link up with him. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, she she was uh she, she was rapping to me. I think, yeah, think you might have rapped to her, bro. Fidelis, for yeah, sure. definitely, yeah. definitely. So she was like, cause she do the canvas, the canvases, and I was like, yeah, you should. Cause they were talking about it in the group chat that we in a little entrepreneur group, and I was just like, yeah, you should definitely shout out to Cameo. I said, man, you should man, he know what he's doing. I said he's trying to lead people to the water for real, for real. So mm -hmm. that's definitely a person that you might want to tap into. No, he already tapped in with her, bro. Right, I was yeah. already rapping to her, so yeah, I heard that's supposed up, to be getting yeah. something up and moving soon. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm um I got, you know, my things going on in Western House. I'm reactivating Black Monarch. So okay. that's like really how I'm I'm trying to start it. Like I'm trying to I run my Black Monarch program out of Western House High School. So okay. I'm trying to make the program big enough to where, you know, we got the kids involved with the murals. And, you know, we jamming out, we hitting the walls up in this school that's not really the the best looking school without these murals. So, right. you know, once I build the program and cultivate it big enough, I want to station it in each school. But say an artist went to Alderdice. All right, well, you run Black Monarch Alderdice. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, or if they went to, you know, they went to Obama. All right, well, you go, you run Black Monarch o Obama. Or right. However many schools I could reach. But, like, I want to I want to take the curriculum and you know what I've built in this school, and just pass it on to the next artist because it's, it's going to work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So crazy that you say this, bro. I got a vision. It's like my dying vision before I leave this earth. There's a program I want to. Um, so we used to go to the Hosanna House. I know you know that. Yeah, part yeah. So for everybody sure. used to go to the Hosanna House when we was a kid. I never forget there used to be a studio in there. Shout out to Mr. Randy. Yeah, yeah shout Mr. out to Randy. Mr. Randy for sure. Yeah, they used to have so much stuff in this in that building, like video games, the pool. Right, so I want to do this foundation called BCBU Foundation, Become a Better You. And this building that I got inside my imagination and my mind is so huge. It has a pool on the top, a hoop court on the top. It got a hoop course inside. It got game rooms, got art rooms, got a studio. Um, it got a financial literacy room. We got so many things, and it's like, it's like a million dollar project. Millions of it might cost like two or three million, mm -hmm. but yeah, you know I'm saying. But a big, huge building. I had a location in my mind, but I don't know if I'll be able to get that in the future. But wherever I put it at, but the location was in Wilkesburg, where the right is at, right is at. I would add extensions to the building. So, but it will be a building in every neighborhood. So we're talking Homewood, Wilkesburg, all the hoods, Carfield, uh, all the hoods. 
but it's like they're mega centers, like a Walmart's, but the mm -hmm. DCBU foundations are so mega big that these foundations will take like a hundred boys from each school, take them to like Dubai. Like there's already people like Eric Thomas and there's other uh, motivational people that's already doing stuff like this. Um, but I want to do it in a Pittsburgh where we innovate the youth. I want to give you everything I never had as a child. So I had special ed as a child. I had a lot of things, but I didn't have the resources as far as to cultivate my dreams. And the thing about it is, if anybody recognizes, back in the day, they had a lot of trades in the school. Mm -hmm. They took them out on purpose. They took them out because they knew that people were getting jobs and skills pay the bills. So to bring those skills back, that financial literacy, a social media class, all this would be uh, like a rebuilding of the youth of kids mm -hmm. to break them in. And you, the twins, I got an architect guy that they know, Trox. That's how you say his name? Tomate. Tay. Tay. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, Tay Troxler. all the people that's been on this podcast, I, I've envisioned the resources where I'm going to be pulling from. So I'm like pray and hope, God willing, that y'all continue on y'all journeys and get there because I'll be calling on y'all like to be able to, to do something that has never been done in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. This vision is like, it's like, it's just beyond me though. It ain't about what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to give you what I didn't have. Right, 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 I mean, right. As a child, like, you know what I'm saying? These resources, these things to. You're trying to give a real chance. You know yeah, what I mean? So like, when they get to a certain age, they're like molded. Mm -hmm. You don't got to remold them. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. are. They already they came like that. They mm -hmm. came mm -hmm. like that. So yeah. they real men. And they written this school got real, like, people that's. When you go to a school, it's people that never been in a career in college. Mm -hmm. You in the count? You teaching me accounting, but you ain't never did accounting. Right, right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You teaching me this, but you ain't. But I need somebody that actually does this. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be there, and that's got the heart for it mm -hmm. to say, "Hey, I'm not gonna give you no wild ass kids. I'm gonna give you some real kids that's gonna really going. Yeah, they gonna do what they it. need to do. And we gonna test them in a certain way where they get to choose, mm -hmm. not force. Like I'm not gonna just say, "Hey, you got to financial literacy." No. We're going to see. This is what you made for us. So yeah, what, what you made go for. We're going to cultivate you in this way. Mm -hmm. So when you get it to a certain point, yo, you're so powerful. You're what so, can they do with oh you? Oh, my God. Mm. And that's my dream because that's what the Black Panthers had. They had the same infrastructure. Mm -hmm. But you know what I'm saying? But they just got corrupted because we're cracked. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was like. Now we live in a different era. They ain't gonna be in a center cracking them. <laughs> right, you know right, what I'm right. Saying? Like you, they probably gonna have to figure out another way. But I will set the the motion that for hundred years from that point on time that there'd be a hundred millions of black boys that'd be able to be cultivated to be strong, and black girls would be able to be real women. Right. Real like we'll be able to teach you the manners of what it's like to be a gentleman and a woman. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But being you and knowing you and doing what you need to do. Right, and right. just mattering in the world, making a difference, you know? Mm -hmm. Right, and that's, my, that's one of my dreams. And, like, with you saying that, I can see part of your vision. Mm -hmm. I envision what you're trying to do. You're trying to create a conglomerate of a network of artists and making it an uh, easy place where people that got that same time can go to. Mm -hmm. so that's that's super dope, though. But that's, that's definitely a vision that I have. But before we get up out of here, last question, man. What would you tell the youth right now that's actually, you know, trying to, you know, get to that next level? They drawling, you know what I'm saying? They trying to figure it out. 
ain't got nobody really telling them any inspirational dreams. So what would you tell them right now? Or anybody like under like under you in your position? Yeah. I mean, you know, like I, you know, I, I always say this, like it never changes at all. Like the first thing you gotta do to really, you know, cultivate being successful is being yourself so you don't lose yourself. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really focusing, tapping in on who you are and what you really wanna do. Cause if you just out here following trends, you just out here doing this and that, that has a time limit, that has an expiration date. Cause you know, that might be a, a fad, that might be a phase, that might be a trend. That might not be who you are. That's what, you know what I mean? Like some of us had to do something we ain't, had, we ain't doing now to get us where we are today. Right. So you, you know what I mean? You don't really wanna get into that when it comes to your passion, when it comes to you wanting to do this for a long time. So I mean, if I had any advice, it would just, you know, cultivate yourself and, and build value, build worth. You know what I mean? Because don't be out here asking for this and down amount or expecting to do this and that and third, and you don't got worth of value. You know, so make sure you got that and, and you know, work on that. And once you got it, don't let it go. Absolutely. So y'all know what it is, man. It's a vibe. You Vash already know. Because subscribe. Shout out to Vibe Shit. <laughs>